and welcome to the Sunday service of Free Community Church. Thank you for joining us today, both online and on site. So let's take a moment to greet one another. So if you're here in person, please turn to your neighbor and give them a smile and a wave. And if you are online, uh, you may type a greeting in the chat and our moderator will be there to respond to your messages. So as we enter into this sacred time, please rise in body or in spirit and join me in the call to worship. Come, walk in green pastures. We follow the shepherd. Come, lie down in green pastures. We trust the shepherd. Come, dine at the table of abundance. We are fed, fed by, by the, the shepherd. shepherd. Come, dwell in God's house. We, we live, live in, in the, the shepherd's, shepherd's care. care. Loving shepherd, you know our names. You care for us. When we face darkness and, dis and, and despair, walk beside us. When we hunger for your love, fill us with your presence. When we are fearful, feed us with your, at your table. Feed us at your table. <laughs> May, May we, we dwell, dwell in the house of goodness, goodness and, and mercy all the days of our lives. lives. Amen. Amen. Please remain standing as we join our hearts and voices in a time of praise and worship. Silence is worship, too.
sing. I could just sit, I could just sit and wait for all your goodness, hope to feel your presence. I could just stay, I could just stay right where I am and hope to feel you, hope to feel something again. I could hold on. I could hold on. I could hold on to who I am and never let you change me from the Inside. I could be safe, I could be savior in your arms and never leave home, never let these walls down, but you have called me higher, you have called me deeper, and I'll go where you will lead me, Lord, you have called me
against the rush of grace descending from the source of its supply cause in the highlands and the heartache you're neither more or less inclined I would search and stop at nothing you're just not that hard to find I will praise you on the mountain I will praise you in the mountains and my way you're the summit where my feet are so I will praise you in the valleys all the same no less God within the shadows no less faithful when the night leads me astray you're the heaven where my heart is in the highlands and the heartache all the same Sing through the 
Good morning. Uh, we come to a time of prayer and I wonder, where are you right now? Is it in the mountains, the highlands? Or are you in the valleys and the heartaches? Or somewhere in between? Um, today we have quite a few hiccups uh, and uh, power trips and all that. And maybe we are, may not be in the right space just now. I hope that the worship brought you into a different space right now. Will you join me in prayer? God, you accompany us whether we are in the valleys or we are in the mountains, whether it is day or it is night, whether we are celebrating or we are grieving. You are there you promise you will be with us always. You will abide in us as we in you. So God, in the different situations we find ourselves, may we know that we are anchored in your love, sustained, provided for, cared for, and that we are not alone. And this season of a new year, whether it's the Lunar New Year that's coming next week or celebrating 2023 that has started, God, help us look ahead in hope, trusting in your provision, trusting in your love, wherever we are, and whatever circumstances we might find ourselves. We want to lift up, in particular, our members who might be facing health issues. And in particular, we want to lift up Molly. And we give thanks for being able to celebrate with her her 76th birthday last week. 
God, as we look ahead into 2023 and we celebrate our 20th anniversary, help us remember, remember your love and your guidance all these years and fill us with gratitude so that we can be that space for others because that love that showered upon us is not meant to stop at us but meant to be passed on transmitted beyond ourselves and out into the world so God guide us strengthen us and help us always remain abide in your love all this we pray in jesus name amen in christ alone my hope is found he is my light, my strength, my song, this cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are stilled, when striving seems, my come. My all in all Here in the love of Christ I stand In Christ alone Who took on flesh Fullness of God in hell Let's pay This gift of love And righteousness Scorned by the ones he came to save And on that cross as Jesus died The Son of God was crucified And every sin he did forgive Here in the death of said of me, my source of strength, my source of hope, in Christ alone, I place my trust, and find my glory in the power of the cross, in every victory, let it be My source of hope in Christ alone, I place my trust and
because apart from me, you can do nothing. And I want to start asking, what fruit are we meant to bear? What are we meant to do? Today I have to turn around because uh, the, the monitors in front of me are, are, uh, have tripped, so I have to look at the back to your responses. What fruits do you think that we are called to bear that Jesus is instructing us to do? Kindness, joy, love, peace, discipleship, fruits of the Holy Spirit. Those who uh, do well in your Bible study, right, will probably can list out all the fruits of the Spirit, right? Equality, justice, patience, faith, edible fruits, someone very naughty. Okay. Fresh. Same person, I think. <laughs> We're meant to bear good fruits, right? Okay, of course, fresh. Lah. Yeah. Who wants rotten fruits? And I think that though this person's quite naughty, it plays into what I'm, I'm going to share, right? When we think about fruits that we bear, we often think about fruits of our labor, that we are the beneficiaries. But really, if we think about it, when trees bear fruit, the trees isn't the one that's eating the fruit. The fruit benefits someone else. Yes, fruits are usually the way some trees reproduce, but the beneficiaries of the fruits are more often other creatures. So the fruits that we are called to bear isn't meant for us alone. It is meant for someone else, for something else. And as we are joined with the vine, we bear fruit for others. And walking with each other towards growth and wholeness isn't just a journey for ourselves. Because Often we hear, oh, I want spiritual growth. I want to come to church to grow. And we have talked about growth, not just in this church, in other churches as well, right? But oftentimes we frame this spiritual growth as something that's for ourselves. But if we think about it, the fruit that we are supposed to bear, this journey, this growth is towards shalom towards the restoration of right relationship of all things, not just for ourselves. Pauline kicked off this year with the passage from Luke chapter 24 about the disciples on the road to Emmaus. And one striking point about that story, and you will, if you're familiar with the story, the, mo the, the point that strikes me the most at least, is that the disciples didn't recognize Jesus when he walked with them. It's rather strange, isn't it? Yet, this is a recurring theme. People not recognizing Jesus. And this is a sort of a test, right? What other times people didn't recognize Jesus?
because that wasn't the only time on the road to Amos they didn't recognize Jesus, but there were several other times. Or don't dare to answer, afraid of giving the wrong answer, is it? It's okay to get it wrong. We learn. Part of the journey is making mistakes, so we learn in the process. In the garden, Mary Magdalene at the tomb, which is in the garden, doing their grief, their struggle, disciples fishing. Yeah, when, when Jesus was resurrected the, 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 um, in the garden, they didn't recognize, no, Mary Magdalene didn't rise, Jesus thought Jesus was the gardener. Very good. Yeah. So I just realized that um, my script might not be the most updated script. But I want to go back a little bit about the, tr- the, the fruits that we bear. Oops. It's not reversing. This is a um, picture uh, of a fingerprint tree that we made last Sunday uh, for Molly's birthday party um, at Jeffrey's suggestion, and I thought it was a very good idea. Each of the guests uh, at the party came in and left the fingerprint on their tree. And what I f- the more I thought about it as I wrote the sermon, the more the image of this tree came up. The fingerprints are not just leaves, but also fruits. As we encounter one another in our lives, we leave, leave fingerprints on each other, a mark on one another, and how we impact one another throughout our, each other's lives. And I hope that we all bear fruit like that. And I think in some ways this reflects on Molly's life, and how she has touched so many people um, and bore fruit in so many ways. I'll go back to um, back into my trajectory. So I want to bring you to John chapter 21 and dive a little deeper when the disciples went fishing and didn't recognize Jesus. John chapter 21. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And he showed himself in this way. Gathered there were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and the two other disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we'll go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just then, just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach. But the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, no. He said to them, cast the net to the right side of the boat and you'll find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. 
that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had taken it off, and he jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in a boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from land, only about a few hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have caught. So Simon Peter went abroad and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. Ooh. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and to go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he will glorify God. After this, he said to him, Follow me. This passage is a familiar one. And it can be broken into two parts, right? The disciples meeting Jesus while they were fishing and Jesus' conversation with Peter, asking Peter, do you love me three times? And I want to first invite you to hear Jesus' instructions to Peter. Feed my lambs, tend my sheep, feed my sheep. Also, as instructions to you. Because we often see Peter as a leader, and those of you in the congregation will think that, you know, this relates to the pastors or the leaders, the cell group leaders, the board, the council, not to us. But I think that it is applicable to all of us. You need to hear that calling for you as well. We cannot forget. Too often we see Peter like the hero in some ways, but we must remember Peter's humble beginnings. Peter was a fisherman. 
He wasn't some you know, high-ranking official. He wasn't a scholar. He was a fisherman, blue-collar. Right. And this is from Brian McLaren. I think Jesus chose fishermen for a good reason. To be part of his uprising, we must be willing to fail a lot and keep trying. We will face long, dark nights and nothing happens. But we can never give up hope. He caught us in his net of love. So now we go and spread net for others. Fishermen will have seasons where they might not get much fish or no fish at all, just like the disciples before Jesus showed up. And in our lives too, we will have seasons where we may have dry spells. We might not feel productive. We might even feel worthless or useless. It is the reality. The lesson to learn is we don't give up. We keep the faith. Also, this is something that we need to remember, right? This is not the first time Jesus appeared to the disciples. The passage starts off with, after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples. Well, the chapter before, Jesus actually showed up to Thomas. No one mentioned that, right? Okay, but they did recognize Jesus then. And then, in this chapter, doesn't it strike you odd that Peter tells the rest, I am going fishing. In the past, when I read the text, I'm just, you know, I just, uh, I just think like, okay, you know, that's, that's the story and go, go with it. But as I dwell and read the story and think about it, there are some things that don't really make sense. Like Peter saying, I'm going fishing. And I want to invite you to think about this. What do you think is going through Peter's mind when Peter said, I'm going fishing? Or imagine yourself to be uh, Peter. Imagine you're Peter and you tell the rest of the disciples, I'm going fishing. What frame of mind are you in? Why? Of all things, are you hungry? Or you know, is fishing a hobby? Why? Oh, someone said hungry. Going back to the old job. That is what I know how to do. Very good. Distraction. Ah, you're getting close. I think that that's... Back to my life before Jesus. Comfortable role. Someone said to seek God. I would beg to defer. I'll say more to that. Clear his mind. Doing something familiar. Thinking space. Doing business. 
return to my former profession. Those of you who said, thinking space, clearing my head, seek peace, seek God, I think that you overestimate Peter. <laughs> really. And the person who said distract, distraction, I think you got it. I mean, this is the, something to think about, right? Can you scroll up? At first, when I was reading the passage, I thought Peter was lost, didn't know what to do. So he went back to do what he's familiar with, like many of you, fishing. Something maybe out of habit, something that he's familiar with, something that he's comfortable and confident in doing. But I think that that's because we just read the chapter or that passage on its own. That is why I combined two, um, I read a longer extract of this chapter. Because most of the time people will, will, will share from the first part, you know, Jesus appearing to the, the, to the disciples while they are fishing, and then the other part where Jesus asked Peter, you know, do you love me, do you love me, do you love me? But when you see them together, then another picture emerges. Right, I realize that why Peter went to fish is connected to Jesus' conversation with Peter later on. Now, I'm sure that we have heard many sermons connecting the three times Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? With the three times Peter denied Jesus. Right? Jesus, Peter denied Jesus three times before the cock crow. Now, I think Peter didn't feel lost. Peter felt ashamed. Peter felt that he wasn't good enough. He wasn't worthy. Yeah, Jesus appeared to all of them. What a miracle. But Peter still felt that he betrayed Jesus when he denied Jesus. He went fishing, not only because it was something he knew how to do, not only because it gave him comfort, but also because it's what he thinks he deserves. That he's not good enough. He had a strong sense of shame. Have you felt that way before? that you are unworthy or not good enough, and you want to withdraw and find comfort in what is familiar to you, even when that may not be helpful or even outright harmful for you. I want to invite you to think about it and perhaps share your experience if you're willing to. When you felt you're not good enough, a strong sense of shame. Maybe a sense of failure. Sense of unworthiness. What happened then? What was your experience? How do you feel 
Did anyone say something to you? Or was it just the voices in your head telling you you're not good enough? I know it's not easy to, to dive into these things because more often than not, we choose what Peter chose. Distract ourselves by doing something that we are good at. He went fishing. And perhaps some of us will say, I go shopping. Or, you know, I play my game. Or I go watch Korean dramas. Or do something that distracts us from our shame, our struggle, that does not help. Instead of seeking God, it is actually the opposite. I disappear to minimize damage to my mental health and emotional health. That's quite different now when we about you know protecting ourselves, right? And sometimes we need some clarity around what is protecting ourselves and what is you know, withdrawing and distracting ourselves and not doing what is helpful for our growth and transformation. I became a workaholic. Oh, that, that speaks to a lot of us, doesn't it? We focus all our energy into working and to, to have something to prove our worth. Because if we work hard, there will be some fruit, right? Some results in some way. But what kind of fruits do we produce when we, work really, we become workaholics? And we become workaholics, is it at the expense of our relationships? Couldn't believe I failed probation at one of my jobs and my self-esteem plummeted. But God guided me to learn from my failure and not repeat the same mistakes in my next job. Hmm, very good. Bad results in national exams. Not meeting family expectations is never enough. Wanting to leave my partner after being unfaithful. Cannot face up to reality confess and receive forgiveness. Romantic rejection, I felt unattractive, unworthy and stopped trying to find love for a while. Chose a career that was safe, but in retrospect, not my calling. Just yesterday, I was complaining bitterly to a friend about my life-draining job and abusive clients. Later, I felt ashamed that I have not exhibited fruits of patience and joy at all. Disappear from church where I was taught to believe that homosexuality is a sin. Removing yourself from toxic environments and toxic situations and toxic relationships isn't exactly isn't distraction, right? Isn't what we are talking about um, when we Peter wasn't escaping toxic relationship when he said I want to go fishing. He was escape, he was escaping. It was from escapism. I think we need to be a bit clear, um, clearer about these, right? So we should not blame ourselves for removing ourselves from toxic situations that are harmful to us. Being put down by others, wanted withdrawal while go through, um, going through emotional violence, that's protecting yourself. That's not a bad thing. Uh, being gay, I felt worth, unworthy to serve in church. I left the ministry. Yeah. When I'm not appreciated, I play games. Feeling not good enough in my previous church because apparently I was not ready to be baptized. Thank you. 
I have felt that way before. Shame, unworthiness, not being good enough. And one situation that's actually very recent was the bilingual sermon that I gave during Christmas. It didn't land the way I wanted to. And I didn't realize that switching between two languages wasn't as simple as it sounds. And all that it caused was uh, it made me even more muddled and made preaching in my not-so-good Mandarin even more challenging. There was a lot of internal self-blame. And there was a lot of frustration, resentment at myself because I just missed the mark. And that was quite powerful an experience. Because like Peter, I had something else too. Something else emerged from that experience. Because what did Peter's friends, companions, fellow disciples say to him? We will go with you. Now, sometimes we will, you know, we might read this as we'll go distract ourselves with you like someone trying to drown their sorrows in alcohol, then their friends say, oh, I'll go drinking with you. But I read this with a different set of eyes. And no, not referring to my blue-black eye. <laughs> I read it like the fellow disciples knew what was going on in Peter's mind. They did not have the same experience that Peter did. They, well, didn't deny Jesus. Of course, one of the others did betray Jesus, but the rest of them did not experience the same thing that Peter did. And so when Peter said, I am going fishing, their response wasn't trying to reason with Peter, but to walk with Peter. We will go with you. Just like these disciples they are offering their presence as love and support for Peter. Not recrimination and certainly not fanning the flames of his self-doubt. And just like the disciples of, the, of Peter's friends telling him, we will go with you, there are ways that you are walking with me. There are ways, these are ways we walk with one another. Sometimes the last thing we need from someone is to tell us what we are already telling ourselves in the head. These negative voices in my head were already blaming and scolding me. After the, after the um, Christmas service in the afternoon, a few of you actually spoke to me and actually, or messaged me. And they were words of encouragement and support. Yes, they also know that really didn't land very well. But they did not say it in a recriminating way, but instead they said, it was a good effort. Thank you for stepping up. It was very healing for me to have this support, encouragement, when all that's going on in my head is negativity. You didn't do good enough. See, now you screw up. You know, 
so-and-so brought the family here and then, you know, the mum probably left, what a lousy pastor, lousy preacher. Those were the voices that were going on in my head. But the real people coming up to me or messaging me saying, yeah, it was a good effort. And even my, you know, part of my, the voices in my head went, you know, they're saying it's a good effort because it's not good lah, right? But I had to, I had to work through those voices and realize I was really loved and supported. This is, this is what walking with one another looks like. Not scolding, not shaming, but loving, gently. And thank you. Thank you to all of you who have messaged me and spoke, no? Even the text messages, you know, even a simple like, you know, thank you, meant a lot to keep me doing what I do. I certainly failed, in my own opinion, this time, but I'll try again, and I'll work harder. I'll be more prepared. This is what abiding with one another, in one another, looks like. As we abide in Christ, we are also abiding in one another. Because we are all tangled and entwined, connected. Debbie Thomas says, we can understand this abiding as an expression of deep commitment and intimate communion. The Greek word used here in the original text has a sense of toughness about it. It's as if Jesus was saying, hang in there with me and I'll hang in there with you. Or stick it out with me and I'll stick it out with you. The word is usually translated as abide or remain. But it has this edgy quality about it. Walking with each other means we abide with each other, hang in there with each other, stick it out with each other. It isn't a one-way relationship. It's a mutual relationship. You support me as I support you. You support each other. And don't imagine that you do not have anything to offer anyone. It is through this abiding with one another that we will bear fruit. I need you as you need me. Ten years ago, in 2012, during the Amplify conference in Hong Kong, um, we had this, um, we always have communion celebrated on that, on that service. And it was always done in the MCC style where people come forward to receive the communion and then they get prayed for by um, the pastors, right? And it's a very long process. It takes quite a while. And during then, we sing along. And I was introduced to this song, I Need You to Survive. Um, it's by Hezekiah Walker. Um, it is a gospel song. Um, and I've asked the worship team to sing it you know, before I know one of the lists it wasn't voted for uh, because it's kind of uh, repetitive and not exactly one of those songs that you will sing during worship 
but more like a song for response or during communion. I'd like to invite you to sing along with me as we play the, the, um, the audio. Um, I need you and you need me. Oh, it's actually said, I need you to survive. You are important. 
not easy to say, I need you sometimes. And I think that that's a journey that we all have to go on, to recognize that we are interconnected, interdependent. While I was sitting there for three hours in the um, urgent care at um, Alexandria Hospital, it was the overwhelming support from a lot of people on Facebook. After I posted the picture of my, um, my face uh, and um, the bleeding, um, and all the care and concern and love that has poured out that I felt not alone, um, waiting, waiting for, for, to get the stitches. And I hope that all of you can reach out and trust that you will be loved and supported in whatever circumstances that you go through, that you have companions who will say, we will go with you. Just don't go fishing. But to work through your healing so that we walk each other towards growth and wholeness in Christ. Amen. We gather each Sunday at this table, even though at this time we are not all physically together. The table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries. Here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. This means you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. Good Shepherd, we take your care for granted. In the midst of your many blessings, we complain of not having enough. In the presence of danger, we fail to trust your abiding love. When you set a table before us, we turn aside from you. Call us back into your fold and help us. Trust your caring presence and provisions that your actions may proclaim your truth. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. God forgives our failures and calls us back into the flock. Loving God, our good shepherd, we are the sheep of your pasture. We know you know us by name. We, we offer grateful thanks for your loving care. Open our hearts and minds to the guiding of your spirit in our lives. Lead us in the right paths that we may serve you in truth and action. Amen. God prepares the table for us, offering us a feast of abundant love. Our cups overflow with the bounty of grace, for our shepherd knows us as no one else can. Restoring our souls, healing our brokenness, nourishing us with bread and cup for the life of ministry. 
We remember how Jesus, our shepherd, took bread, and after giving thanks, broke it and gave it to the disciples, saying, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after the supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Uh, I invite the shepherd to come. Come to the table and feast with the shepherd. Let us partake of these communion elements together with thanksgiving.
please stand as you are willing and able. God of love, you abide with us. Your loving presence fills us. You provide us with all we need in abundance. Help us love one another in truth and action. Help us give ourselves to those in need. Help us care for others the way our shepherd cares for us. May our lives reflect our wholehearted trust in our shepherd's everlasting love and care. Amen. Please sit. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Um, you know, as uh, Mirk was sharing about how he is, he experienced support from uh, from people in his life. I was just thinking about how there may be some of us sitting in this room right now who may not have, you know, who may feel alone, uh, who may not have even even a few close friends to uh, to rely on to support them. So I. So as I'm, you know, sharing with you about all the announcements and all the things that we say usually, I want you to think about that, that this is an invitation uh, for you to connect to our church, to connect with each other, um, and, and all that is not an ordinary relationship, but it is one that is brought together and mediated by Christ. Okay, so uh, once again, welcome uh, to the Sunday service of Free Community Church, where free stands for first realize everyone is equal. So FCC is an inclusive and affirming church, and that means that you are welcome here uh, regardless of uh, your sexual orientation, your gender identity, your socioeconomic status, um, your uh, fitness level, or any other label that uh, the world puts on you. So... To, uh, to everybody here, um, whether you're joining us for the first time or you're regular, uh, we do welcome you home. So my name is Wendy, and I am the service leader for today. Okay, so if you're um, you know, watching this online um, and this service has blessed you, uh, please give us a like and, uh, and subscribe to the channel. Okay, so um, if you are new to our church, um, and uh, uh, we invite you to leave your details at fcc.li.ly slash welcome or scan the QR code. And we will be in touch with you to find out more about how we can uh, serve your needs. We also have a newcomers meeting uh, at the end of each month, immediately after service. Uh, and then it's available both online and, uh, and in person in the room behind, in, behind the hallway. Um, so this meeting, this month's meeting is on the 29th of January. Okay, so uh, now we come to the time of uh, offering, and, uh, um, and there's two ways that you can give. So uh, the first way is using PayNow by scanning the QR codes. Uh, and so the one on the left is for the, the building the general fund, and the round on the right is for the building fund. Uh, you can also uh, give by credit card um, at freecomchurch.give.asia. There is a 1.5% um, uh, credit card fee, but we are uh, we are grateful for giving in any form. Okay, so um, let us uh, let us pray for the um, the offering. Generous God, you have given us life place to live in and people to live with. 
open our eyes to each other and to all our siblings, especially the poor, the oppressed, and alienated. We consecrate ourselves and our gifts to you and to the service of others. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So now I invite the stewards to come collect the offering. Uh, so if you have cash or check, you may uh, put that in the offering bags. Please raise your hand and they will come to you. Okay, um, so while they are going around, uh, we have some announcements. Um, so the first thing is that we are so thankful for the Chinese ministry for uh, decorating um, the, uh, the pulpit this morning. Um, so uh, for making this uh, festive, during this festive time. Okay, this is a very important announcement. Okay, very important. Next Sunday, we will not be having a service on site. Okay, there will be a rebroadcast uh, online. So if you of, of a service online, so you can log into you, you know uh, you can watch it on YouTube. But there will not be a service here on site. Okay, it'll be a rebroadcast of another service online. Okay, um, so uh, please do join us for uh, FCC's uh, Lunar New Year Reunion Lunch. It will take place on Sunday, the 5th of February at 1.15 p.m., so that's right after Sunday service. Um, you can register by scanning the QR code or going to fcc.ly slash CNY. So you're welcome to organize a, um, a table with your cell group or friends, uh, or you can sign up individually and meet some new people okay, and get connected that way. All right, another way to get connected is by joining the welcome team, uh, welcome ministry. So these are volunteers that greet people at the door. Um, they collect the offering. They serve in other capacities. Uh, so you can be that friendly face to uh, make people feel at home when they come in. So to please find out more, uh, you can talk to anyone who is on the welcome team. You can also contact Sean at his phone number on the screen uh, or email info at freecomchurch.org. Okay, so another way to get connected is to uh, join our lunch, uh, lunch khakis for, uh, for, for a meal um, after service at the coffee shop uh, nearby. So I believe today's lunch khaki is Gordon. Um, so he is yeah, he's standing in the back here, uh, and uh, please, please join him <laughs> for lunch. <laughs> okay. Um, today we are also celebrating... Uh, our January babies are, you know, people who have birthdays in January. Um, so the names that you see on the screen are from our membership uh, list. But if you are, you know, celebrating your birthday this month, anyone, okay, whether you're on the list or not, uh, please come up to the front and we're uh, going to have our pastor, Myak, pray for you. So, um, yes, please come on out. Angela cannot run away. <laughs> come. Shu Ying. Anyone else? When's your birthday? Today. Today. Oh. Whoa, wow. <laughs> and you turn how young? 83. 83. Oh. Your name not on the list, man? <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, yes, it's on the list. Oops. I got two Victor and Adam. So there are two Victors today celebrating their birthday. 
Will you join? Oh, closer together, sorry. Let's come closer together because um, the camera is not that wide. Let us pray. Let us pray. Come on. Oh. God, we give thanks for lives that bear fruit and witness to your love. And this friends and family that we call um, these friends and families we have here. We lift them up to you. We pray for good health in the coming year and may your abundance, may your love continue to shower upon them so they may continue to be blessings to the world to love mercy, to do justice, and to walk humbly with you always. We lift them all up to you, God, and we celebrate their lives. Amen. Amen. Happy birthday. So we come to the close of the service. May I invite you to stand in body or in spirit to receive the benediction. Dear beloved, you are the branches connected to the vine. The vine that sustains us all the love that flows through the, through the vine to each branch so we might blossom, we might bear fruit, and we might bear testimony to that love that is beyond measure. So may you go trusting in that love, abiding in that love, and abiding with one another. And may you abide with those beyond, so all of us may be connected to the vine and change the world and make God's kingdom here on earth. Go in love and go in peace always. Amen. Thank you for joining us this Sunday. We look forward to seeing you next week.